When all I feel is fear inside, I don't wanna open up my eyes. Lord, I know I'm nothing at all. When I'd rather do anything than open up my mouth and speak, deep in my heart I hear you call. And silence is the warmest place to hide. Would you give me courage and bless the words of this speaking Hey guys, it's Mandy with the Speaking Wife Podcast. It has been three months since I have been able to sit down and record a podcast and get it out to you guys. I have tried a couple of times to sit down and make it happen, and the last several months have just been insane trying to get all of that together. My husband and I were over the children's ministry for our stint of three months. We tend to break things up at our church so everyone can have a little bit of a break. And so for the three months, October, November, and December, my husband and I were over the children's services on Sunday morning and getting the holiday and Christmas parties done and the Christmas program. And then my family is a very large family and we were trying to get all of this stuff together for those festivities plus stay on top of our business and homeschool our three boys and it's just been a crazy span of time. But I'm very excited to be able to sit down today and actually get a podcast recorded. I miss talking to you guys. I miss hearing your feedback when I'm not getting things done. And I honestly had not even looked at the app where I record these in over a month. And when I got on and looked at it today, it showed that 103 people had listened to the last podcast from October. Now, for most podcasters, that's not a big number at all. But for me, that was a really big number. So I wanted to say, especially for that episode, if you listened to that episode, thank you for taking the time. I felt like it was very muddled and scattered. I did not feel like I articulated my thought well and I've almost deleted it several times, but if you made your way through that podcast episode, I really appreciate you taking the time and hopefully today will be a little bit more put together and thought out, but I'm excited to talk about this topic today because it's one that I've been having to actively implement in my life, especially this first month of the year. And so it's something that as always, when I talk to y'all about stuff, it's never because I've got it conquered or because I've got it all figured out, but almost always it's because that's where I'm at at the moment, figuring some things out and walking my way through. So most of y'all, if you've listened before, then you know that I never feel like that I have it all together. I know that I'm going to mispronounce things and I'm probably going to put a word where it doesn't belong. There's going to be a lot of errors. I've never gone through and edited these a lot. Um, really at all besides adding the music that my brother and sister made for me at the beginning and the end. So if you hear the dog walking by or if you hear children coming through, that's real life here at my house and hopefully one day I'll get more fancy and able to edit things. But today I wanted to talk about asking ourselves why. Me personally asking myself why, you personally asking yourself why. I feel like a lot of times we spend our time asking everyone else why, and that's not really a bad habit to have. It's not bad to be processing things and to be a critical thinker and to really be thinking things through instead of just jumping in things. And we can say, you know, why should I vote for this person? Why should I follow this person? Why should I go with this plan that was presented to me? What are the pros and cons? These are good things. But 
If we're not careful, we can do that to such a degree that we never turn our gaze inward to ask ourselves why about anything that we're doing about any of our behaviors. What we're doing in our marriage, what we're doing with our parenting style, what we're doing in our home, how we're participating at our church, how we respond to things at our job. No area should be off limits to self-examination because we can always do better. We can always be better. So even though it's a lot easier to just aim our questions at everyone else, it's a lot less painful. It really, really is. It's a lot easier to look at them and ask them questions about their actions or their behavior. But the most growth and potential comes whenever we're willing to look at ourselves and to really start to pick apart and examine where our behaviors are coming from, where our reactions and our actions are coming from. At the root of every action, there is a cause. There's something that has planted the seed to the way that you're responding. Most often, we don't even really know what that cause is. At least I didn't, and I don't. Because our defense mechanisms that we've built up as we were children or young adults through traumas that we've been through or bad situations will build our responses and our reactions to situations that we're in right now. So whether it's in our parenting or whether it's in our marriage, in any of our adult relationships, all of the things that we've slowly built up as we've grown will dictate our behavior in those situations. And it can be extremely detrimental to healthy relationships. We have to be willing to turn and look at ourselves. Sometimes we, well, most often we don't stop and think before we act. We just move forward on our instincts. And what's really difficult to accept is that sometimes our instincts can be wrong. Sometimes our automatic reaction to things can be very flawed because of the way that we have built up defenses or we've built up walls to protect ourselves. We can be acting from a place of being scared or being worried or just being defensive about everything and not even realize it when we haven't stopped and taken a good look. If we're not careful, one of the worst things that we'll do is we will adapt or adopt, I'm sorry, we will adopt the attitude of this is just who I am. This attitude is a cancer to our potential. The reason that this is a cancer to our potential is because we begin to see everything through this lens. So when opportunities for growth or correction or strengthening in our weak areas present themselves, we are very quick to just say, well, this is just who I am. I don't need to do anything different. I don't need to learn anything different. This is who I am. And while yes, we were created as we are, we tend to forget that we weren't born with most of the behaviors and the defense mechanisms that we have, they were developed over time. The reason that it's really amazing to recognize this and to and to realize this is because that means we can develop new behaviors, that we are not robots stuck with our current behaviors and our current attitudes, but we can be stronger and we can be better. So if we can grow and change and be better than we once were, we have to see how can we do that. But the biggest thing that we need to realize is that that is never going to just happen. You are never going to wake up one day and be someone who is 
um, naturally patient or naturally compassionate or naturally slow to making decisions. If these go against your instincts right now, you're never going to wake up one day and magically be that person. It is going to be painfully intentional every step that you take towards growth. So we have to be willing to say, okay, I'm willing to do the painful steps. I'm willing to take this path, even if it's uncomfortable, and to move forward. But to do that, we have to first start asking ourselves, why? Why am I responding this way? And be willing to look at our instincts and at our reactions through honesty and without excuse. Because the first thing we want to do is say, well, I could be a better person if all these other people weren't being such a problem. You know, I could be successful or I could achieve my goals if all these other people weren't in my way. But very often, we are the ones that are in our own way. The first thing that we have to do before any any change can be successful is have a reason for why we're changing. If I say okay, I know that everyone else thinks that I need to be healthy. I know that everyone else thinks I need to be moving more. So I'm going to start moving more. That's not going to last very long. I have to have a goal. I have to have a reason that is strong enough to propel me to move forward when it's uncomfortable, when it's not easy, when it's frustrating, when I just want to stop. I have to have a goal. I have to have a reason for me. So one of the things that I've talked about in a previous podcast, it's been quite a while back, is I talked about a couple of years ago, I sat down and I wrote myself a mission statement like you will see at businesses or companies that, especially very successful companies, you'll find that they have a very solid, well thought out, precise mission statement. They know who they want to be as a company. They know who they want their employees to be as individuals. They know the trajectory of how they're wanting their mission to go forward, which things they want to check off first, whatever it is, however it's written down and dissected in their mission statement, they have a goal. They have a clear, defined goal. So when you sit down and you write down, okay, this is who I want to be. You don't write down who you are. You write down who you want to be, how you want to be perceived or the person that you want to be in someone else's life. You write down who you want your family to be. What do you want your family to be known for? What do you want your home to be? What do you want people to feel when they walk in? When you sit down and you make these very clear and very defined, then it's a lot easier to see what is standing in the way of that. It's a lot easier to recognize the enemies of that goal, so to speak. What are the hurdles that are going to have to be overcome? When we observe long and successful and healthy relationships, you will often, almost always, I I tend to say always, and I know that I shouldn't blanket statement things, so I'm trying to get better at that, but I would like to say always you will see habits of compassion and a willingness to look past simply who they are and see the potential of who the we in the relationship could be, to see the potential of everybody that's involved in the relationship and what they could be as a team. They're willing to not just see who they are and demand that everybody conform to that, but to see who everybody could be if they work together. A company is not going to be very successful if they are determined for just one person and the way that one person is, all of their natural tendencies, all of their instincts to be the way every single person is because you're never going to find 
a person that is identical to you in every way. So to be successful as a company, to carry a mission forward, there has to be the learning of the teammates. There has to be the willingness to see the strengths in other people as possibilities to become strengths in yourself instead of competition and instead of just something that's different than you. It has to be seen as something that can make you better. When we're willing to do that, it's really amazing to see what happens in families, what happens in personal relationships, what happens in companies. That is all a willingness to examine yourself and say, why am I doing what I'm doing and what can I do differently to be stronger, to be better, to be someone that is constantly growing instead of just accepting where I am at the moment. So if patience and thoughtfulness and compassion, if speaking with love, if seeing the needs of others before you see the needs of yourself or putting their needs first, these things are not your strong points right now or your first instincts right now. We can choose to exercise those muscles and that strengthens our character in the process. We can choose to say, you know, I am not very good at being patient. I'm going to actively work on being patient. I'm not very good at being compassionate. I'm going to purpose in my heart to look for opportunities to be compassionate instead of just saying, well, this is just who I am. I'm just not a compassionate person. We're able to say, wait, I am a human I am someone with feelings. I'm someone with a heart. I'm someone with a mind. I can stretch these muscles. I can hone these skills. I don't have to just accept my weaknesses as something that's never going to change. The truth is I will never be as good as my husband at seeing the tiniest details of situations. He is very, very, very detail-oriented. He is an extremely good aircraft mechanic because of this. When someone has had him work on their aircraft before, they don't like taking their personal things to anyone else. They will come to him even if they have to be on a waiting list because they know that his attention to detail, his commitment to excellence in his work are going to protect their very lives when they get up in the air. I'm never going to be that person. I'm never going to be an aircraft mechanic. I would fail so miserably. It would just, it would be hysterical to most. So I know that I won't be that person, but I can work on seeing things differently than I see them. I can help him with inventory, even though I would basically rather do anything else in the whole wide world than do that. I can set down a purpose in my heart that while he is protecting the lives of people and he's putting their aircraft back together meticulously and the safest way possible, that I can stretch myself and I can read those 15 numbered item things. <laughs> I can't even, the product numbers. You see, this is how bad I am at this, guys. But I can choose to do that even though I don't like it, even though it's not comfortable. It's not my first option as far as if I was picking what I wanted to do. It's not something that I feel like I'm good at, but I can choose to stretch those muscles and work on that. Something that he is never going to be good at is organization. He's never going to be good at that. That's not who he is. He is someone who can put anything back together and it will look like a bomb has gone off in every other part of the workshop while he's done that thing. And it will be put back together together better than anyone else could have done it, but everything around him will be in chaos. But he has learned a few things from me because that's something that I'm 
halfway decent at is being able to organize things and put things back together in a neat fashion. So there are things that he has become stronger in because he's been willing to learn from me. And there are many things that I have been become stronger in because I've been willing to learn from him. We can choose to work on those things. We don't have to just settle for where we're at right now. We're not helpless to our current behavior. We can move forward and be different. One thing about human nature that I've noticed across the board is that we always swing to one side or the other. It's always one extreme or the other. We're either a pushover or we don't care about what anybody thinks about us. While the truth strength is going to be found in the middle of that. We do have to learn how to set healthy boundaries to keep ourselves from completely losing our minds, but we can't jump all the way to the other side of being self-centered. There's there's strength in the middle, but the two extremes feel a lot safer. It feels a lot safer to not care what people think. And then it feels a lot safer to just go ahead and do what everybody wants to just keep the peace. It's very hard to walk that middle ground and find that healthy balance between putting yourself out there. And yes, it is a risk of getting your heart hurt and getting your emotions tied in with things. It's a lot more scary to do that and work on finding that healthy middle ground. But that is where true strength is found, not just because you're helping the others around you, but because you're growing as a person. Your character is being strengthened. And so when we're not willing to just jump to one extreme or the other, that's when we can start to stretch our muscles and see potential in ourselves and growth in ourselves to move forward from where we are. Knowing our strengths is wisdom. Knowing the things that you're strong in. I've I've done an episode about this before where I feel like that as I was growing up, something that was hard for me was to ever admit that I was good at anything. I didn't feel like that I should say that I was good at anything because that was being prideful. But there comes a point when you have to recognize that you do have strengths. God has given each of us strengths in different areas. And it's wisdom to know this is an area that this is something I'm strong in. I can help in this area and I can help well. I can go forward in this area and do a good job because this is something that I'm strong in. Speaking of organization, a few minutes ago, that's something that I can move forward in and I can help with this. I might not be able to build anything the way this other person can. I might not be able to create this thing like someone else can, but I can come in and I can organize and I can be a part of the team to help this mission or this goal move forward well. There's a difference between knowing your strengths and being prideful. And that's another thing that we have to find. We have to walk this middle line. Everything is so extreme. Everything. If you're listening to society, it just, you'll go way over to one side or way over to the other side. When the Bible tells us that things are done in decency and in order, we're supposed to be wise in how we're responding to things. We're not supposed to be prideful, but we're also not supposed to just be sitting in a corner refusing to help because we can't admit that we're, we can't admit that we're good at anything. So we have to find the middle ground on that as well. But knowing our strengths is wisdom. This is where wisdom is applied in our lives. But refusing to learn or try anything outside of our comfort zone is a disservice not just to us, but to those around us. There are people close to me that I have watched walk into situations that are very uncomfortable or very unfamiliar, brand new situations they've never dealt with before. And the way that they have responded has shown me the correct way to respond in these situations. 
if they have walked into the situation with an attitude of being teachable, an attitude of humility because they don't know what's going to go on in this situation, if they're willing to learn, it has shown such grace and they have succeeded at going into these situations and coming through the other side stronger and better people. There's a saying that I should have written down before I started recording, but it's something along the lines of, if you are willing to learn, no one can stop you. But if you are not willing to be taught, no one can teach you. If we have an attitude of, this is who I am, this is just who I'm going to be, I'm always going to be this way, then yeah, we probably always will be that way. We probably won't grow. We probably won't stretch our muscles or change our character or be stronger because we've already decided this is who we are. And so we ourselves have put a cap on our potential and said, this is where I'm going to stop instead of being willing to change or grow or accept any kind of teaching or constructive criticism we ourselves have stunted our potential and stunted our growth because now we see everything through the lens of just who we are. But the people that walk into new situations or uncertain situations with grace and with a teachable attitude, they are the ones that excel. They're the ones that are stronger. They're the ones that their potential seems to just never stop because they're always seeing a new situation as an opportunity instead of as a conflict or a competition or someone trying to make them look bad, they're seeing it as an opportunity to grow and be stronger. And that's something that only we can change in ourselves. No one else can change our vision for us. So when we know our strengths, it is wisdom. But it's also wisdom to know that, hey, even if I'm never going to be the strongest in this area, I can grow in the areas that I feel weak. I can become a little bit stronger than I feel right now. There are people that will benefit by just watching you learn something new. I know that sounds crazy, but think about how you who you have watched in your life and how you've benefited from watching their reaction or how you have not benefited from watching their reaction, how it could have been different for you. One area that I've really had to implement this, and it's been incredible, the results of it has been in my marriage. I have had to be willing to see this is something I'm strong in, this is something I'm not strong in. If I want my marriage to succeed, I have to be willing to work on this area that I'm not strong in. I don't want to, I don't like it, it doesn't feel comfortable. But if I want my marriage to succeed, if I want us to reach our goals as the team that we can be, I have to be willing to work on those areas in myself. Society and their opinions are so loud. We are subjected to them even when we don't realize it. If you're just hearing the news while you're sitting down eating lunch, whether it's in a song, whether it's in a newspaper, it we're just surrounded on social media all the time with opinions and ideas. And when we do not have clearly defined goals, when we are not willing to look at ourselves and to see what we need to change, we will just end up following the flow of what everyone else is doing without even realizing it. And it will be a detriment to our homes and to our families, and we'll never even see what's happening until it's too late. But when we will identify what we want, when we will set our goals very, very clearly and aim towards those things, then we're able to see when something needs to be removed or something needs to be added, something needs to be changed in our path because it's interfering with our goal or it's being something that's slowing us down from reaching our goal together. We have to be louder and we have to be stronger than the voice of society 
that would affect the direction that we're taking. Our goals have to be stronger and more in the forefront of our vision to keep us from just falling prey to going with whatever wind may be blowing society at the moment. We have to be willing to examine our behaviors and why we have those behaviors and what we can do to change them to move forward. Our relationships deserve our intentionality. This is something that I feel like we can just automatically apply to marriage and 100%. I believe that that's accurate, but this is true in every single relationship. My children need intentionality from me. My husband needs intentionality from me. My friends need intentionality from me. But most of all, my relationship with God, which affects every relationship that I have, needs intentionality from me. I will not be closer to Him by just wishing it to be so. I have to intentionally move in His direction. And when I'm getting closer to Him, the way that it affects my relationships is I can see painfully, again, through his eyes, what I need to do to be different in these relationships. I would so much rather just keep pointing at my husband and saying that he needs to change this and he needs to do that and he needs to correct this. But when I'm willing to change me, when I'm willing to look at myself and do things differently and give him to God, it's amazing what happens in our relationship. It really, really is incredible. I've talked about several different things with marriage in previous podcasts, so I'm not going to give a lot of clarification right here. But if y'all have never listened to any of the other episodes, please go back and listen to them. I will never, under any circumstances, excuse abuse, mental or physical. So that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in personality conflicts and in um, scheduling conflicts or in goal conflicts, whatever that it is. I am only able to change me. No matter how much I pout or stew, I will never change who he is. But I can change who I am. And through God's grace, I can become better and stronger. And I can be the strength to his his weaknesses. And if I allow him, he can be the strength to my weaknesses. My spouse and my children are the most important things that I have in my life. They are gifts that God has given me that I have other people that I want to reach out to and I have burdens on my heart for moms. I try to have a mom's meeting in my home once a month. This is something that my husband has been extremely supportive of and without his support, I wouldn't be able to make it happen the way that I can. But even though I have all of these other things that I want to pour myself into and people that I want to see succeed and I want to be friends with and I want to encourage, my spouse and my children are the ministry that I have above all else. They deserve the intentionality of me being willing to look at myself and say, how can I be stronger to be the person that they need, to be the friend that they need, to be the help that they need? And when I'm willing to do that, a lot of people will say, well, they should just accept me who as who I am. I have a problem with this, ladies. I have a big problem with people saying that because we will very, very rarely accept someone else for just who they are with all of their flaws and all of the things that they need to work on we will very very rarely just say okay I just accept them and who cares if sometimes they lie and who cares if sometimes they hurt my feelings and who cares if sometimes they don't communicate we won't say that so to say well they should just accept me for who I am is very hypocritical 
and it's very detrimental to our relationships, whether it's in marriage, friendship, it doesn't matter. On the job, that is something that we do not hand out to other people and we cannot expect other people to hand out to us. We have to be willing to look at ourselves and be different. We have to be willing to work on our weaknesses instead of just excusing them with a that's who I am mindset all the time. The two most important things in my life, like I said, are my spouse and my children. As a wife and a mother, that's something that I cannot take lightly because the truth is it really doesn't matter how much effort I put into all of the other things. If I had a career, I don't have a career right now. It, but if I had a career, if I was had fitness goals I was working towards all the time, I love to sing. I love to play the piano even though I cannot do it well. That's something I like to set down and, and try to do. But it really doesn't matter if I put my effort into all of these other things. If I have neglected my spouse and my children, then I have really cut my nose off to spite my face. That's something that I can destroy my own home by not being willing to look at myself and examine my behaviors and my reactions. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says, a wise woman builds her home and a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. I would much rather just sit around and wait for everybody to shape up and make it easier for me to be a wife and a mom. I would much rather that. But the truth is I live with humans and they're probably not going to become angels overnight tonight. So since that's not going to happen, I have to be willing to do this hard work of self-examination and moving forward. Our marriage and our children, my marriage and my children, are the lasting eternal works that I do. What I do in my home today will affect my grandchildren it will affect my great-grandchildren. It will affect my husband. It will affect those that come into our home and that are affected by our ministry. What I do in my own home, as devalued as it is in society right now, is the most important, lasting, eternal work that I will ever do. I cannot be distracted and I cannot be sidestepped or I cannot sidestep this responsibility. I cannot be pulled away by society constantly pointing my gaze in other directions. I have to be willing to say this is my goal and I will become stronger in my weak areas and I will hone my strong areas and we will get better and move towards this goal because that's what matters. The truth is what society tells me matters is going to change tomorrow. In a year, it's going to be completely different than it is tomorrow. Everything is going to be fluid. Everything's going to be up and down. What actually matters, what we should eat, where we should go, what we should save money for, what we should do. It changes so often that you'll be in a tizzy trying to figure it out all the time. But when you anchor yourself in God's word, when you allow him to give you a mission statement for your home, then that will stay the same. That will remain steady through all of those changes and ups and downs. And it's something that we can anchor ourselves in instead of feeling like we're just being pulled from place to place all the time. So one of the things that I've had to do, because I have to have things very simple. I'm not someone who's very good at super complicated or very intricate. Like we talked about the, the major tiny details of a situation. I'm very simple minded when it comes to things. And so that's how I'll have to get things into my brain. But one thing that has really helped me is when I'm asking myself why, the word why has become an acronym for me. The W means why am I responding the way that I am? What do I hope to achieve? In this moment that this is happening, 
why am I reacting this way? Is this a positive reaction? Is this a reaction that is going to propel me towards my goal? Why am I doing this? The H stands for how is this going to affect those close to me? How is this going to be perceived in my relationships? How is this going to come across their hearts and their minds? How is this going to determine the outcome of this relationship that I say matters so much to me, but my behavior is not backing up what I'm saying about this relationship? How is it going to affect those close to me? And the why is, am I yielding to myself or yielding to Christ in this moment? He has a plan for my family, my home, for me, Am I yielding to his call and to his goal for my life, or am I yielding to my anger? Am I yielding to my frustration, to my selfishness? Am I yielding to my exhaustion? Sometimes I just need to sit down and eat something before I respond. I know people joke about hangry, but it's so real. When you're running and going nonstop, sometimes we just respond without thinking about, you know, I probably wouldn't respond this way if I had had a snack first. I'm just saying. Very often we'll find that in our reactions, we are based on past hurts or on selfish goals. And sometimes we don't even know what they are. And sometimes we don't even have a goal. If we're willing to sit down and make a goal, like I've already talked about, that can change everything. But most of the time we're just instinctively reacting and behaving in ways that we've never even taken the time to investigate. We've never stopped and looked at what is the root of this behavior. It's just simply who we are and it's how we respond. Never settle for just who you are. I should never settle for just this is who I am because I deserve better and the people around me deserve better. My family, my friends, my church, my community deserves better than just who I am at the moment. They deserve for me to be the very best version of who I can possibly be. When you are the best version of yourself, you can quite literally change your world. You can change the world of those in your immediate circle, which will change the world of those outside of your circle, that those in your circle are reaching that you may never even meet. We can move forward and we can grow. We can be stronger. We can be women and men of character and compassion. We can be steady in a world that is constantly changing if we're willing to look at ourselves honestly and ask ourselves, why am I responding this way? How is this going to affect those around me? And who am I yielding to? Am I yielding to Christ or am I just yielding to myself? I know this has been a little bit longer than most of the podcasts are. Thank you so much for having the patience to get through it. I really am hoping to be able to get out at least one podcast a month, maybe two, as we get into the rhythm of this new year. But I hope that each of you have a wonderful week, and I hope that you're able to find something in your life that you can grow stronger in, even if it's one little step at a time. Be reminded that you're not alone, and you have a God in heaven that formed you, on purpose. He created you and he has a call on your life. You are not a waste of space and you have more potential than you could possibly begin to imagine. Have a great week, guys.